creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. How many of you guys got sucked into the debate of Yanni or Laurel or the gold dress versus the blue dress? Just for the record, I heard Yanni and that dress was gold. It's interesting how important our audio and visual coherence is. These illusionists' examples, thousands of people were confused and they spent a lot of time debating the answer. There was a scientific explanation that then satisfied a few of us. Okay, I accepted the visual explanation for the dresses, but I wasn't sold on the audio explanation for the names. Did you know that the definition for acceptance is to consent? The way that Wikipedia spelled it out was that acceptance is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. This action or process is then received as adequate or suitable. So when we accept things, we are in agreement with or we believe the idea or the explanations. The last definition says acceptance is a willingness to tolerate a difficult or unpleasant situation. These descriptions are what I'd like to address in my podcast today. There are many things in life that might be rejected as not true or acceptable only when further explanations come along. The new explanation combined with the initial concept or experience then gets enhanced with a more detailed picture that is either heard or seen. With the dress explanation of varying cones or rods being different in individuals, I was more willing to accept the scientific description even though I didn't fully understand each technical detail that was given. I moved on. But there wasn't much of an interpretation for the audio mix-up that came with Laurel and Yanni. So it's much easier to hold on to my own conclusion even though I heard someone slow down the recording to the point of hearing Laurel. Nowadays we have the ability to edit anything so I wasn't convinced. It's one thing to be aware of different possibilities and it's another to accept the possibilities. I'd like to discuss how important it is to go beyond just being made aware, to actually being willing to accept or consent to the new explanation. Since this is a self-improvement podcast, I want to change the focus of what accepting and consenting to life as it is. At times, it might be as hard to accept the circumstances or the events that have happened just as it was in accepting the name Laurel. But when we don't accept or consent to the things as they are, it leaves us in a debatable place that doesn't get anywhere. It's a vicious cycle that has no end. In fact, some of you might be saying, no, it really was Laurel. Seriously, at my house, we still argue over Laurel or Yanni. We must all learn to live by the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. When we get stuck trying to change the things that aren't in our control, it's like crying over spilt milk. No matter how loud we cry, we can't change that the milk spilled. All we can do is clean it up and move on. No sense arguing what was or what is. Emotional intelligence only comes about if we will be self-aware and accepting of things as they are. 
Now, accepting things as they are isn't saying that you can't change anything to make things better. And it isn't saying that you approve of how things might have happened. Consenting to things as they are is giving permission to move on in whatever direction is going to bring out our best self. But arguing about it won't be the answer. Rather, it will just leave you stuck. When we can learn from our experiences, it's like seeing the world with both eyes. Did you know that having two eyes allows our field of vision to increase by at least 30% or more? Two eyes gives us a three-dimensional perspective which has more depth. If we're willing to make assessments such as determining what is out of my control compared to what isn't, it will help in fostering confidence and self-esteem in our abilities because we won't get sucked into an endless battle that will only leave us exhausted and defeated like arguing over a dress or a recorded name. Learning to manage ourselves through discipline and self-control will empower us to be more adaptable and flexible. If we remain positive, we'll see solutions to our problems with the most appropriate method at the time. That method might just be accepting life as it is and move on. I know some people claim that if we just accept things as if they are meant to happen, because that's how they happened, that it will put the endless debate to rest. I'd rather believe that all that we experience can turn in our favor if we'll let it. Lehi said it this way in the scriptures, God shall consecrate thy afflictions for thy gain, because there are some sticky things that happen and don't even come close to just spilling milk. At times, focusing on the problem is the problem. I love the scripture that says, Be patient in thy afflictions, for lo, I am with thee. This way we don't have to have an explanation that we might not understand before we can move on. Rather, we can focus our attention towards the lessons we can gain that will ultimately develop us into better people. To prevent blind spots, ask the appropriate questions. Questions can act like a wide-angled lens that might bring even more insight and depth. So ask yourself, how am I benefiting from this problem? A challenging experience that I had with my books happened when my first book, Coincidence, was picked up by a publisher. I was more than excited to have a publisher backing up my work. In fact, they published another book of mine with the plan to publish one more story that I had written. By this time in my career, I had five books that I had already completed waiting to be published. Shortly after my second book was published by my publisher, which was a small publishing company, they said they no longer would be renewing my contract. They didn't have your standard publishing contract. It was more of a product contract with a year term. Once the year was over, then you evaluated whether it would be another year. I was devastated to say the least. They did say that they would publish my third book since they had agreed to it at the beginning of our relationship but I had declined. There was no need. There was no future with them. At first, I was ready to give up completely on writing. It had been a long emotional road for me, so I took a leave from it. And then I realized, why throw away all the years I had put into it just because this particular door had closed? But a new door then opened that led me to coaching, and it was a better fit. I still write fiction, plus I have two more books that are already written and they just need published. But coaching has proved to be a better road for me to go down. 
While also being coached myself, I've learned how important it is to believe in myself and to be confident in my abilities. I was seeking validation from a publisher and from my art, but this is a shaky ground to try and build a foundation. Thank heavens my worth isn't reliant on a publishing contract. Another question could be, is anyone else benefiting from this problem? Maybe a relationship has been strengthened as a result of the problem. In my example, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. My daughter was planning her wedding. I was able to focus on that exciting event and devote all my attention toward my family. Answering this prompt might also help. Until I find an alternative solution to think of the current problem and some sort of benefit it's provided to you or others. So in my situation, publishing more books, I'll continue to think this problem is actually there for me to learn from. One lesson I also learned from this particular publisher's rejection is that savoring the emotions and the feelings I experience personally while writing is enough. It's so easy in our efforts to produce products, art, or perform that we discount what benefit it is giving us as we're doing it. It's easy to get caught up in what it will provide for others. And we wait for them to give us validation. As I have written the stories I have, they have become my own reward, and they are mine and mine alone. Now, I must let others experience what they will. And don't get me wrong, I want readers to be happy. But my satisfaction of creating shouldn't be minimized because others don't experience what I did. If others don't like what I have created, that doesn't take away who I am. And it never will because my worth is not in a title, no matter what publisher I have or don't have. Another way to approach a problem would be saying, if I had a magic wand and I could make the problem magically disappear, how will I know it's gone? What would be different? What would I do as a result? Learning to accept any discomfort you might feel during afflictions or problems can show the internal strength you have. You can do hard things. If you view problems as if they are special teachers encouraging you to develop a skill or overcome some weakness that will ultimately lead you towards your best self, it will all be worth it. You'll see that it's worth it in the end. Approaching your situations with an attitude of gratitude for its unique lesson is part of consenting to what it has to offer. Nothing you experience is ever wasted. Rather, let it be a stepping stone or a rung on the ladder guiding you to your highest potential. Thanks for joining me, creativelyanddeliberately.com.